Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renovic. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Just got back from Houston into Kingwood. Had a great show today. One of us from the PDR Posse was in the studio with me. The great Bruce Pollard was out there and he, he made a good splash on KPFT 90.1 FM today. Bruce, if you're, I don't see you in the room yet, but want to thank you so kindly for that um, chair support and hanging in there with the studio and, and hand, you know, handling all those calls, etc. That's talking to the good old people that call in. Well, good, great people that called in. So, um, yeah, we had a good time. I boat drive into KPFT, being at KPFT, discussing stuff with folks at KPFT, leaving KPFT. It was a fun time. Anyway, folks, um, just remember, I was about to say 713-526-5738, but oops, that's not here. That is at the studio. Um, you know, we're talking to, to Bruce in the car again, and I was telling him that you guys sort of outvoted having a call-in show. So I want to, you guys to suggest again or come in one more time. Do you want to stay completely in this program here, not at KPFT here, out of call-in still, or would you like one day of call-in a week, or what would you guys like to do? Let me know what you guys would prefer to do. You know, uh, so let, let's go ahead and let's let's go ahead and do that. Anyhow, anyhow, Alistair Water called in. Uh, you know, Alistair were, is our, our beautiful Alistair Water calling into the show and had a very important message to put out there as well. But anyway, let's salute our people. Bridge MCP, welcome to Politics on Right. Julie Henderson, welcome to uh, uh, welcome to Politics and Right. Eugene, love Eugene. Eugene is a beautiful part of Oregon. I actually uh, did a move to amend in Eugene where we all sat in a house, 12, 15, I was 15 or 20 of us in one house creating policy for move to amend for the 28th Amendment of the Constitution. Julie Henderson is in the house. Eric Hayes is in the house. Mike, Mike. Hello, Pepsi from Eugene, Oregon is Mike, Mike. Julie, let's see, Bruce Pollard is here with us as well. E2247 is in the house. Melanie Keelan is in the house. And our beautiful Yvette Avery Herod, our union activist, the person that's getting things done for we the people. Uh, we also have, I think I called up Bridge and Melanie already. Who else is in the house? And of course, our venerable El Senor Miguel Rodnin. Michael Rodnin is in the house here for the first half. Heading out sometime during the second half. Lately been more busy than usual. Just around this time when I really want to be free. You know? Hey, brother. You know, we just love to have whatever time we can have of you here, sir. Mike Mike, welcome aboard. I don't think I've seen Mike Mike here before. Is it Mike Mike or Mick Mick? You tell me which one it is. Eric Hayes says 10 to 20 in one house sounds like super spreader event. We did the last one of those super spreader events we did before super spreading was a thing. It was back in, I think the last one we did was in 2019. But yeah, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of political discussions, all that good stuff, El Senor. Tom C is in the house. He says, going to Florida to visit relatives next week, according to Governor Ronnie D. Florida, is where woke goes to die. Should I be worried? Hey, listen, buddy. You make sure you don't come back dead. You come back good and alive. We need Tom C. and the posse. Mike Mike says it is, I guess, Mick Mick. I guess it's Mike Mike. I don't know. 
I don't know what that sign means. Eric here says political hot air. I think he, you know, for Eric got it right. Eric got it right. Political hot air from DeSantis. You're so right. You're so right, Eric. I'm glad that you saw the light, my brother. You know I still love you, brother. You know I still love you. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Egberto, you want to make Spanish show right? Given a choice. I'd rather have Monday through Friday shows in English. Do your Spanish show as a weekly thing on the weekend. Brother, like I said, it's your show. I was speaking to Bruce about that to, uh, in a car as well. Uh, the, I don't, I, I don't, I won't use a Spanish show to mess with this show, okay? This show is Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. When I added KPFT to the, to, it extended my hours at KPFT, it was Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at noon. I made sure not to interfere with this program. You guys made this. This is your show. Microphone mic like a mic. So it's mic, mic. I got you, sir. I got you. I got you. I got you. Tom Dunahy, libertarian economists realize their dogma is impractical. It's just the selfish who try to adhere to libertarianism. Sir, you're right. Egberto Willis, I would like to know who you are interviewing so we can have questions. Um, you know something? I promised that I was going to find a way to do that. I it, It's hard because of sometimes the way the, um, the interview setup comes. Uh, there are a few times that I get it set up too, too much in advance that I can ask you that. But here's the... Here's the, what I'd like to suggest to you, if I, and I, I'll try to remember to do this. When I set it up on a calendar, which means I have, let's say, a week before I'm going to interview that person, I will go ahead and do that bridge. Hold me accountable, bridge. Hold me accountable, okay? Hold me accountable. And also, I'd like you all to suggest people Get people and come with some of the questions you want me to deal with with these people that you want me to interview. In other words, you know, all of us are a family. You can actually, and by the way, you know, we are not relegated to be, this has to be some big politician or some big economist. This is your show. If you found somebody in the activist space, if you found somebody in the medical space, if you found somebody in any space that you think is do an interview to give more exposure, etc., Set it up. Drop me a line. Say, Egberto, can I, you know, is this something that, that, that we can work with? And go ahead and, and get us connected and we'll make something work. This is your show. I really mean that. Tom C says, Egberto, keep giving us Spanish lessons so we can watch both shows. I like that. Me gusta eso, amigo. Me gusta eso. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, sleep is overrated. Wasting time. Keep it up. The hard work. I mean, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Eric Hayes, uh, Mike Cisak says, Eric Hayes, did you see that SVB's board was all heavy Democrat donors who didn't have a clue about running a bank? Man, you're still watching Fox News, brother. You're still watching. These were libertarians, sir. These were libertarians. That's why we have a message from Joy and Reed to talk about. That's why we have a message from Joy and Reed. Did I capture everybody? Carl Cox says Democratic leadership is more interested in special interests, money than helping non-mega rich. I can deal with that. Egberto, I would like you to know your interview so we can question. Yes, and I, I promise that if you hold me accountable, 
I'll hold myself accountable. Mr. Doe is in the house. Ha ha. She says, hello, Mr. Doe. And uh, it's a straight up skip. I know you don't like her, but this one here, I want to play the joy and read. This is a good one. You're going to like this one, Mr. Hey, I mean, Mr. Uh, Rudnan. You will like this one. I promise you that. Paul Fleming Sr., ATL Jr. You know, I sent uh, I sent Joanne Reed a tweet a few years ago, and it went unanswered. I, it kind of made me, come on, Joanne, at least answer my tweet, man. You know, anyhow. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Eric Hayes is laughing at Joanne. All right, let's get busy. Let's start the first one with what... Howdy, Alistair Waters. Welcome to Politics and Right. Let's start the first one with um, economist Dean Baker. Dean Baker says, you know what, guys? This crash is all up what Trump did. And let's, let's be fair. He did it with the help of a few uh, neoliberals. So let's go ahead and play that. And then we'll take it from there. Dean, so talk to us about the historical perspective here. How does this situation compare or differ from 2008? Are there circumstances even similar? It's a radically different situation. I think it's really important for people to understand it. 2008, the banks really were in trouble. They had invested a huge amount of money in mortgages, mortgage-backed securities that had really lost a very large portion of their value. And that was because the housing bubble collapsed. So in a lot of cases, you had house prices that had fallen 50, 60, 70 percent. The mortgages on those houses or mortgage-backed securities, they were almost worthless. So you really did have banks that were insolvent. In this case, you had banks, well, Silicon Valley Bank in particular, that exercised just horrible judgment. I mean, it's just kind of mind-boggling. Like, these were professionals. These were the, the CEO of Silicon Bank got $9.9 million last year. You go, what were you doing? And, you know, one point that can't be emphasized enough, Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren made it in, in uh, her editorial column that you mentioned. They weakened regulation in a way that exactly allowed this to happen. Oftentimes it's ambiguous, you know, did this regulation? No, here it's unambiguous. If they had not weakened the regulation in 2018, the Silicon Valley Bank would have been subject to regular stress tests. One of the things you do in a stress test, you go, what would happen to this bank's finances if interest rates went up by three, four, five percentage points? They would have caught this. And I mean, the banks should have caught it themselves, but the regulators would have caught it. And they said, you're going to have to raise more capital, shed some of your deposits, maybe both, you know, and they wouldn't have been in this situation. So this is directly due to, to the Republican weakening of regulation that Donald Trump pushed in 2018. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're here. We changed regulation. As you remember, yesterday, I played stuff from uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren as well as Katie Porter, who were furious that the, the law was changed, who was furious, who were furious, so two of them were furious that there were some complicit neoliberal Democrats as well that gave aid to Republicans to go ahead and change this law. This is why we must be consistent with our ethics and our morals. Now, Bridge MCP says the following... Former Dems, including Clinton donor, Obama official dominated SVB's boards of directors. The board of directors of Silicon Valley Bank, which collapsed in less than 48 hours last week, was packed with staunch Democrats, according to a report. 
Last week, SVB suffered $1.8 billion in losses as it faced a liquidity crisis caused by souring investments in bonds that lost values as interest rates rose. The bank share price fell 60% last week and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, stepped in on Friday to take over the bank. Uh, I, so that is, that is great. Neoliberal Democrats, uh, sans libertarians as well. Took the bank. Hey, Bridge, do me one favor with that that thing that you just gave. Qualify the link that you found that at. I just want to make sure that I have the information. But that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. You know, we distinguish progressive Democrats from neoliberal Democrats. Neoliberal Democrats being Republican light. All right. Julie Henderson says, AVQ Republicans have been cutting poor safety uh, net while building wealthy safety net since 1980. 43 years. Absolutely so. Eric Hayes says, Egberto just called Read a Man. I did? Ah, that would have been a slip in the tongue. That it would be a slip of the tongue. All right, let's see what else we got. Um, Julie Henderson says, Greedy bankers sound familiar. Same results. Uh, Michael Rodney says, Egberto, knowing who's going to be interviewed in advance would be awesome. If we knew who you were interviewing, we could post questions your guests could answer at the end of the interview. I agree with you, and I agree with uh, with uh, Bridge, who's been knocking me over the head for not doing that in a timely manner. So what I'm going to pledge to do is when I get an interview and a date set up, I will, if it's a date, sometimes it comes a day before. That's not possible then. But if it if it gives ample time, I will do that. I, I will do that. Hold me accountable, Bridge. Eric Hayes says, all these people talking like they know what was going on with SVB, just like the governor, Governor Hadir. We actually know what was going on in SVG, SVB. Thank you. Mike Cisak says, regulations have nothing to do with the boards and execs hiring. I agree. Uh, so we agree on something, Mike Cisak. Bridge MCP says, everyone knew it was the go-to bank for woke CEOs. One source told the New York Post they knew they were aligned politically. The companies SVB loaned money to all had a woke agenda. Huh? Egberto Willis doing that now. It was Yahoo reporting Fox. A Fox News report. So now I have to go qualify that, that stuff that, that, um, that um, Breach put on. Because now I don't know if it's true that the board was mostly made up of Democrats. I got to validate that because the information came from where again? Fox News. And is Fox News news? No. All right. Banks are quick to foreclose on homeowners who are facing layoffs. They tell workers to pull up the boots, pull up the bootstraps. Accountability, responsibility to banks. I agree, Julie. You're so right. Michael Rudin says the problem was political corruption and the banking financial industry have been in cahoots since Reagan and Clinton. Agreed, Mr. Doe says. What will happen if the Republicans up the retirement age to 70? I'd hate to be a worker who has to work hard physical jobs all my life. And the body is tired out at 65. Hell, I'm not 65 and my body is tired out. I do work out three to four times a week hard. Spinning with the with the tension very high. Eric Hayes says hot air like uh, post the train derailment, and Pete showing up to three weeks late for a point the finger. I think you misunderstand that, Mister Eric Hayes, but I expect that from you at this point in our relationship. Carl Cox says non-progressive Democrats care more about 
legalize bribes, extortion than non-mega rich Americans. That seems to be true. Tim Danahy says, read David K. Johnston DC report. SVB was you actually using cryptocurrency as collateral for zero interest loans. Who needs regulations and stress tests? You have got to be that now, brother Danahy. That's the first I'm hearing that one. I that now that is near criminal. I hadn't heard that one, Carl. I subscribe to to that. You made me subscribe to. Uh, no, I don't subscribe to DC Report. I subscribe to the other one, um, the Wall Street one that you told me to subscribe to, uh, Brother Danahy. Michael Rudden says, Egberto, yes, if you have some time between knowing when you'll interview coming up, just post a note on Politics on Right FB page, then check the comment section. I will do that, I promise you guys, but sometimes you have to remember me. Mike Cisak says, gotta love how Egberto now calls Democrats neoliberals just so Democrats can try and not be blamed. Uh, there's, a, there's some truth to what you're saying, dear Mike Cisak. And that is because the Democratic Party is such a vast party that has so many view- viewpoints. Uh, sometimes we want to make sure to segment neoliberal Democrats and progressive Democrats because, in my humble opinion, many times neoliberal le- Democrats are almost in the Democratic Party so that Republican lights have a a way to go. I mean, if that makes any sense, I'll explain some other time. But um, so I, I'm glad you love me for being realistic and for being truthful, Brother CSAC. I hope so. I think you do. You're always here. You love me. I love you too, bro. Eric Hay says, wonder who and what packs the SVB execs gave to shall we say thems? I don't know. Bree says, Egberto Willis, it's all left-wing sites, but that does not mean it's not true. However, while the board of directors does not manage a bank, one of the foremost duties is to pick the people who will. That's what Mike Cisak said earlier. The board must select and appoint the bank's top executive officers. After hiring a chief executive officer, the board must regularly review his performance and replace review their performance. Come on, we're not going to be sexist now. And replace him if it's unsatisfactory. Good one, Bridge. Michael says, most people I know who are in their 50s are tired out. Tell me about it. Bridge MCP said, oops, right-wing sites. Ah, okay. Julie Henderson says, Mr. Doe, I have seen a career worker homeless at 72 when forced to retire, forced to live in a car waiting for Section 8 rental. Safety net is not safe. We got to fix that. Mike Cisak, Democrats who receive massive donations from SVB and other banks are rushing to return such campaign donations to try and clear their hands. I kind of think that's a silly thing to do, don't you? But, you know, hey. Uh, anyway, Sam Bankman fried, uh, freed was what a dem giver and benefits from it just... Sometimes I wonder about you, sir. Michael Rodney says the Democratic Party is split between neoliberals and prioritize that who prioritize corporate greed above the people's interests and the progressives who prioritize the people's interests above corporate greed. Timothy, uh, Tim Danahy says you may consider me a neoliberal, but I'm actually a tactical progressive. Actually, Tim, I have never you and I have some every now and then we disagree in tactics and so forth, but I have never considered you a neoliberal brother. Never. Never. I always consider you sort of on the middle side, like Bruce. Bruce Pollard is a, actually Bruce Pollard and Tim Danahy should be brothers. Uh, 
well, Bruce is my brother too, and Tim, you're my brother too, so I shouldn't put it like that. Y'all kind of think like the two brothers that think, think alike, okay? Tim Danahy and Bruce Pollard, y'all should connect. Uh, Julie Henderson says, greed is a disease of all political parties. Thank you for bringing that circumspect statement to us, uh, Julie Henderson. And Bree says, Silicon Valley Bank, signature bank executives gave thousands to Democrats and Republicans. That's what I thought. They always cover all their bases. Okay. Uh, Michael Rudnan, you may have to close your ears. Actually, I want you to listen to this, Michael Rudnan. Listen to Joy Ann Reed, because this one here, our sister Joy Ann Reed nails it. Check it out, because she has a message that I think should he. Check it out. Joy Ann Reed nails it here. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that she put it the way that she put it with these libertarian folks who now that they are finding themselves on the side where they are going to lose some money, they want the government to come to the rescue. I think it is a position, it's a point that we have to hammer home over and over again. Every time they tell us we can't give a student loan, every time they tell us they can't give family leave, every time they tell us they can't give support to families who need uh, kids, uh, kids in daycare or these other types of services, anytime they tell us we can't afford health care, and whenever they talk about some sort of a moral hazard, let's remind, remember how fast the government was able to come through for folks like these rich people who had their monies in deposits in Silicon Valley Bank, uh, how fast they were able to come up with billions of dollars to send to, uh, send to uh, uh, Ukraine. Look, I am not arguing that we shouldn't have sent, uh, invested in helping Ukraine not allow themselves to be invaded. I am not saying we shouldn't have bailed these guys out in Silicon Valley Bank to save the economy, given that it's on a very, very thin thread because the financial sector is nothing more than a parasitic sector. But again, what's good for the goose ought to be good for the gander. Check out what Joy Ann Reed had to say here. But what should not be lost among the news of this collapse is the speed at which these tech startups and venture capitalists, the quintessential free market libertarians who invest in SVB, invested in SVB, went from being fervently against government handouts to basically begging for one. It was almost immediate. As current affairs columnist Nathan Robinson puts it, every libertarian becomes a socialist the moment the free market screws them. Writing, billionaire Mark Cuban swiftly went from denouncing regulators to asking, where were the regulators? Tech industry leaders immediately started calling for the FDIC to ditch its $250,000 cap on guaranteed deposits. Venture capitalist David Sachs said it was unfair for depositors to be punished for opening a bank account at an institution that failed. And Clinton Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, notorious for his free market attitudes, who has previously had harsh words for those advocating debt relief for student loan borrowers, said when, that when it comes to Silicon Valley Bank, the government should step in and that, quote, this is not the time for moral hazard lectures or for lesson administering on for alarm about the political consequences of bailouts. Funny how quickly they switch it up when they are the ones on the losing end of wondrous capitalism. But let's be clear, this collapse is not about the bank being woke or too focused on diversity, as some on the right are pretending to believe so that they can keep the wingers entertained. It's about investors 
as members of the free market making a bad bet. If you want to gamble, you're going to have to accept the risk. And now, here they are, waiting to be rescued by the evil federal government. Help me, help me, Biden, help me. Joyen is absolutely right. Save us, Biden. Save us, Biden. We want socialism for the rich now. Please, socialism for the rich. But let the rest eat cake. Very, very important. Now, message from Brother Ledo. He says, I think there is a popular misconception here at PDR, Politics and Right, that at least Egberto is truthful. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Egberto is not being honest here. He is a master propagandist. His agenda comes before honesty. His sources all spread the same lies. To some degree, we might say that he isn't lying because he believes it. But his willful ignorance and refusal to give alternative sources any sunlight indicate Egberto Willis is a hardcore propagandist, ideologue, and as such, a liar by trade and inclination. Hmm. Mr. Lado, thank you for your analysis of who I am. And to be sure, I read all sources and I report respectable sources. I did not want, and I knew I was going to upset my beautiful Bridge MCP for reading that. But the reason I do that, Bridge, I want all our audience, including our podcast audience, to understand that those who listen to my podcast and decide to think that I will run from folks Assuming that I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. Assuming I'm lying when I ask everybody to second, second uh, to go corroborate, corroborate what I'm saying. I want it to be known that I'm fair. I'm very open. And by the way, stop using words and tell me specifically any time you want to say that I'm lying about something. Specify the lie and specify what the truth to that lie is. But you never do that. You always just say liar, liar, because it goes against what you hope would have been the truth, sir. All right. Uh, Mike Cisek says, what we have here is another massive failure by the political left, this time among regional banks who are Democrat-controlled. The 2008 crash was due to political leftist policies that push banks to make bad mortgages, then sell those off to Fannie Mae, who then sold those as packages deals to the world market. You know, luckily, we have a new series by Patrick Lavelle called The Con. I have three episodes already taped, and I will go ahead and I'm, I'm process these episodes, and you will be able to see The Con, Mike Cisak. Maybe the lie that the right has told you consistently about the left causing that 2008 crash would make a bit more sense to you, sir. But I thought that needed some answering. All right, uh, repeating from Rudden, American right libertarian economists push lower taxes on the rich and balanced budgets, impossible unless they go full evil and push push for crushing the poor, elimination of the social safety net. American libertarians give libertarians around the world a bad name. ANCAP isn't the way. Got you. 
Uh, Bridge MCP says this was a bailout, so students should get it too. Agreed. Mr. Doe says not again. And Bridge MCP said, no, Egberto, why did you feel the need to read that? I see no reason. Bait click. Come on, Bridge. You know where I'm at, Bridge. You know, give me some love, Bridge. Paul Fleming says, then why are you here? I want them here, Brother Fleming. Mr. Doe says, love this channel. Egberto actually care what his viewers have to say. Not mentioning any channels. TYT, Pac-Man, Midas. I do. And let me tell you, I will always be this way where I, you know, where you guys' uh, input is taken into account. Absolutely so. Daniel Edo never specifies what lies Egberto Willis is supposed to have spread. Daniel Edo, Egberto always fact checks and uses highly factual sources. Daniel Edo is the one who's full of, you know what, haven't, and on numerous previous occasions posted garbage conspiracy mill links in the comments. And you know what? I'm rated. You know, I'm rated. My, my show is rated as very, very factual, more so than even some of the progressive sites that I follow. So I, I, I hope you take that into account at least. Uh, podcasts aren't reading. I get it, beautiful. I get it, my beautiful lady. I get it. I promise you, I get it. Uh, E2247, thanks to retrograde former Dems, including Clinton and donors, Obama lackeys on SVB's board direction. European banks today are battered as Credit Suisse drops over 20%. E2247, thanks to Signature Bank for helping crash world order. You imagine that, right? They, they always crash their own system, right? All right, before I go to the other video, I want to read what I wanted to read in its entirety at uh, KPFT, but the, with the banter that we do with, with, with the guests, meaning in this case, um, uh, Brother Pollard, as well as the callers, I didn't get to read it for its entire meaning. So here it goes. Stop the false narrative. It was necessary, but it is a bailout. I had another topic I wanted to work on for today, but I'm concerned that the attempted quasi-redemption of banking, both traditional banking and investment banking in the media is in, is in full rogue. And that is the reason we get into the soil, wash, rinse, repeat cycle with the fraud sector. Oops, I mean the financial sector. During the 2016 primary, Senator Bernie Sanders said that Wall Street's business model is fraud. I do not believe Bernie went far enough with that statement. He should have said that our entire financial sector is predicated on legalized fraud. In other words, most of what is done in the financial sector are legal. But being legal does not mean ethical, moral, or beneficial to society. When one understands the definition of a parasite, it is difficult not to see that the financial sector is flushed with a large contingent of parasites and parasitic behavior. The problem is we continue to coddle them and make excuses for them. That is the biggest moral hazard in our country. Too often, we are quick to deny help to those who this sector bleeds dry with the narrative that helping the poor, creating necessary humane services, and the fair distribution of unearned gains would somehow create a moral hazard. Many saying this are members of the financial sector where moral hazard is, in fact, continually in play. Projection only works if we allow it to work. The media 
highlighted the voices of many who put ridiculous possibilities for the reasons for the failure of Silicon Valley Bank. They allowed the woke argument, the diversity, equity, and inclusion DEI argument, the inflation argument, the interest rates argument, and many others to create a bait-and-switch paradigm that takes one eye off of the issue. The financial sector creates instruments not to do good or produce a product or service beneficial to society, but parasitic instruments to enrich those with capital. If a product or something good comes out of it, then it is a PR moment on capitalize, a PR moment to capitalize on as the scam continues. Let's get something straight. We, the American people, bailed out a lot of rich investors who had deposits in Silicon Valley Bank. The FDIC's funds by law insured $250,000 per account. President Biden used his power to extend that to deposits of any size. While investors in the bank stock proper will lose their investments, there are instruments that will allow the recovery of much of that. But make no mistake, account over 250,000 receive received a bailout. When they claim that the FDIC is paying for the accounts and as such, taxpayers are not on the hook, that may be seemingly true, but factually false. The banks pass all those fees right back to the taxpayers with higher fees and lower interest on their deposits. While I understand that President Biden had to bail these banks out, instead of stressing that it is not a bailout or would not affect taxpayers, he should have talked about regulating the financial sector so they would stop the soil, wash, rinse, repeat cycle. They begged the government to make them whole when they expectedly screw up and pay politicians to keep the government off of their backs when they are profiting and accumulating their ill-gotten earned, unearned gains. Here is a note from Fidelity Investment Blog Post and Fidelity Investment Blog Post one should digest. Several factors led to the precipitous collapse of SVB. Most of SVB's clients include tech and venture capital companies in addition to executives for those firms. In an effort to attract clients, SVB offered relatively higher rates on deposits compared with many larger rivals. To help fund these higher prices, SVB bought longer-term higher-yielding bonds when it was cash-rich. But that was before the Fed began aggressively hiking rates and the venture capital market experienced some turbulence. The value of most of those bonds SVB purchased has declined substantially. Bond values generally decrease as interest rates increase, result in big investment losses. It is clear many of the accounts with millions were not just small companies putting their money, their employee checks, and so forth in the bank. Many a times, these were actual investment accounts because of the higher interest rates that supposedly was secure that 
SVB was providing. So folks, let's be clear here. This was a bailout. Let's be clear here. It came this quickly because a lot of rich people with influence made sure that they were bailed out. Now, all of us who continue to protect the rich, all of us who continue to have a soft spot for the wealthy, all of us who somehow think there's something special about these people who make their income either on us or on trading paper that does absolutely nothing for society, soon we better get our act together and stop thinking that somehow not supporting the policies that support us is more important than making these people whole. It is high time for us to do very specific things. We should not have our economy in the hands of people who simply gamble it away. You know what comes next. We need to do you know what with the banks. All right, folks, let's see what else we have here from you guys. Egberto always says this is our channel. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, E2247, thanks to retrograde former Dems. Oh, I read that one already. But he says, I know. So, ugh, at times. I know, beautiful. I know. Uh, let's see, folks. Come on, come on, come on. Let's keep giving us those thumbs up and help us out here. Uh, Daniel Lido says it took exactly three days for Joy, Egberto, and all the rest of Egberto's trusted sources to get the memo that they were all going to blame SVB on libertarians instead of Democrats. LOL, come on, Breach. Tell me you are not so naive to see the con. And Breach, of course, knows exactly how to answer that. Breach says, please name or link. I love that, Breach. That's what we believe in, Breach. We believe in facts and all that good stuff. All right, oil extended losses on Wednesday with Brent crude hitting a three-month low as unease over credit suisse spooked. World markets offset in hopes of a Chinese oil demand recovery. Huh. You know, uh, I went and bought some gas today on my way to KPFT, and I bought it here in the back of Kingwood, which the gas is more expensive in the back of Kingwood. And I said, I'm going to just put 10 bucks in, and then I'll fill up at Costco later. I looked at it, my God, when did we get another 20 cents on the price of gas? Those thugs, anyway. Uh, Eric says, Bernie loves him some capitalism, otherwise he would... No, Bernie loves free enterprise. Bernie loves that if you create a book or something else, you can make a profit on it. That's what we believe in. We don't believe in not having profits. We don't believe in people making money off of money who produce absolutely nothing. There's a difference there, sir. Mike says, I just wish Democrats for once would own up and admit their mistakes. I'm really tired of having to bail them out over and over again. Well, suppose Democrats decide to say we're tired of bailing out those bigger red states, which constantly take money from the government over and over and again, year after year after year after month after month after month after day after day. Suppose we said that. We won't ever say that because we love humanity and that your that red state governments keep their keep the, the, the boot on the neck of their citizens to prevent them from getting a living wage, to prevent them from getting educated, to prevent them from having clean water. Of course, you know, I'm going to say, hey, we want to protect every American because for me, it's not about Democratic Americans and Republican Americans. I love all Americans. All right. Let's continue here. E2247 says the cost of insuring exposure to European junk bonds hit its highest in three months on Wednesday as shares in banking stocks plummet following a 20% drop in embattled Swiss lender Credit Suisse. 
All right, continuing, we got thanks, SVB Board of Directors and all bankers. Please name and or link which Dems. Thank you so kindly for that statement, Bridge. Let's come with proof and not just chatter. Doom Chaser 1. Welcome to Politics and Right. FBI only aggressive against socialists. The rich own us. You're right about that. The rich own us. But we can take care of that, brother. And that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right. Carl Cox says, stock market committees, market or rigged in favor of the mega rich. Absolutely so. Be sure to read Wynonna LaDuke, a letter to Elon Musk. I, I heard it. I didn't read it. So you're telling me it's worth my time to read it, E2247? I'll try to remember to do so. Paul Fleming, most of the Democrats, as I can't say all of them, voted for the idiots in government. Okay, uh, that's Mike Cisak. I can see where you're coming from. Every case says, nationalized toilet paper. I don't want to nationalize toilet paper. LOL, nationalized is a word you are scared to use. Nationalized, so oil, banks, healthcare. What else do you want the government to control? Only the things that we need dearly. And, and again, there's a reason for that. And you would love it too, Edernilado, uh, if you just take your mind out of the indoctrinative state. Michael Rodney says, every case, Bernie's social democrat. He believes in well-regulated capitalism, which with a focus on the needs of uh, people, you are thinking of Jesus, who flipped temple tablets and whipped usurers. And usurers are those who lend money, just to let you know. Mike Cisak says, Egberto, he has just called for nationalization of just about every industry in the U.S., even the railroad industries. No, I said we call. I didn't want to nationalize the railroad industries. I want to nationalize the railways. In other words, the streets that the railroads uses so that we can then have competition on the railways, right? Those are the roads. You know, the railways are the roads, you know? And if we, like we control the, the freeways and have trucks, independent truckers all over the freeways, that creates competition for, for moving goods. The same thing with railways, not have the railroad control the tracks. Have us control the tracks. Guess what it is? Streets. You get it? Entiende lo que estoy diciendo. Piensa, por favor, mi amigo. Piensa, por favor. All right. Continuing, we have a new video. Let's go ahead to Raskin on Tucker Carlson, and then we're going to go to Priorities USA with a suggestion for Democrats. So let's go ahead and start with Brother Raskin here, and then we'll continue. Uh, Brother Raskin has something important to say. Oops, I missed that one. Here we go. Raskin, Representative Raskin, uh, went onto the floor of the House, and he gave what I call the ultimate speech on Jan 6th. Check a, take a look at it, and then we'll take it on the other side. What actually happened the day of the Capitol attack? All starts, of course, with January 6th. And before that, the presidential election. All starts with a big lie, Donald Trump's big lie. Well, they say, well, who knows? Maybe he won, maybe he didn't. You say Joe Biden's president, we say Donald Trump's president. Nonsense. 60 federal and state courts rejected every claim of electoral fraud and corruption that they put forward. 60 federal and state courts rejected every claim. They don't have a single court that ever ruled in their favor. Donald Trump lost that election by more than 7 million votes, 306 to 232 in the Electoral College. So then their big lie now has to stretch all the way over January 6th. We have to disbelieve the evidence of our own eyes. 
of our own ears. We saw them come and descend upon this chamber, this Congress, wounding and injuring 150 of our police officers, breaking people's noses, breaking people's fingers, putting people in the hospital. And already they're back on the news with big lies saying, no, 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 it was a tourist visit. Like these real tourists up here who have to come and watch representatives in the United States Congress say there's no difference between truth and lies. It's a shame that that's what we have to go through. You know, I remember when you could have valid differences in opinion, but now the Republican Party wants to just come out and outright change reality. They want to take books away from kids so that they cannot have an open mind, so they cannot critically think. I mean, you used to think that this only happens in other countries. Now we are seeing it happen right here in the United States of America. Absolutely so. Uh, Time is getting close. So what I want to do now is to get the last video out and let me set that up. I was watching Rachel yesterday and this guy, uh, Guy, Guy, uh, Guy Cecil from uh, Priorities USA. The, the, he's leaving Priorities USA as a chair. But I mean, uh, he had some prescient words that I think Democrats need to take a hold of. Uh, I, I, I love some of the analysis that he gave. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. You feel like the Democratic Party has ground that it can reasonably make up, not just places where the Democratic Party is behind, but places where the Democratic Party can do it, can catch up to the Republicans on some of these sort of structural long term projects that for example, the Federalist Society and other groups on the right have had an advantage. Yeah, well, I think that's a great place to start, right? They are now out in the open about what their intentions are. There are billions Federalist of, Society. yeah, there are, and their larger cohort of leaders, right? There, there's over $1.4 billion being invested in essentially creating Federalist Societies that aren't just focused on the courts, but are focused on Silicon Valley, are focused on education, are focused on technology. We are not prepared to combat that. And we're not prepared to go on the offensive because so much of our infrastructure is based on an issue or a candidate. Climate's my number one issue. Criminal justice is my number one issue. I, I liked Barack Obama, but I wasn't sure about Hillary Clinton. Not enough of our focus is on how do we make sure that we are laying the ideological ground through all of the various levers, Silicon Valley, entertainment, education, to win. But the second, I think, is more of an internal look at how we communicate. Look, I, our party is diverse and we're unwieldy, uh, but part of that comes because we are much more diverse than the Republican Party. There are more backgrounds. There are, there are a lot of issues that we care passionately about. And one of my concerns is that we have fetishized the use of data and analytics. Hmm. We think that there is a magic word or issue, and we create caricatures out of our voters. And what I think that does is make it more difficult for us to communicate across the diversity of our party. Black voters care about criminal justice reform, no doubt. 
They also care about good paying jobs, health care and education in the same way that Latino families and Asian families and gay families and white families do. But we're not communicating in that way. We are turning our voters into a confederacy of caricatures instead of presenting a broader image about what we want the country to be. The other thing that the structural the, the structural approach that you're describing on the right, though, the other thing they've done is the sort of personnel as policy approach, yes. which is to make sure that in every influential institution and every feeder institution that leads to those institutions, you've got ideologically committed people who yes. over the course of their entire career are going to be have set a set a bead on achieving the ideological goals of the movement. Yep. The, 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 the right thinks the left does that. The left does not do that. Um, and that sort of work is the sort of thing that you have to plan literally a generation ahead for. Yes. I, I think there's two things that are, that are really important. Number one, there's a mythology that we're the party of big government. Republicans are the party of small, limited government. That, that is actually not true. Re Republicans are the party of limited government when it comes to helping the middle class, preserving you know, our ability to take care of the poor, making sure that Social Security is in place. And in all of those instances, they want a very limited small government. But they want a large activist government when it comes to uh, litigating my marriage to my husband, controlling the uterus of American women, uh, protecting the right of domestic abusers to have access to guns. Um, I, I feel like we need to change the narrative a bit on how we view the Republican Party. The entire evangelical movement, I, I used to be a, a Baptist minister before I got into politics. The entire evangelical conservative movement sold their soul for one issue. And they apologized for Donald Trump for six years and continue to do so because they had their eye on the long-term ball, which was destroying Roe v. Wade, nationalizing a ban on abortion. We need to think more long-term about how we are going to engage at every level of the ballot and across all of these different spheres of influence, because the reality is most Americans agree with us on most issues. So we have to ask ourselves, whose fault is it that we're not effectively communicating those things? And I, I don't want to overstate the problem. We have a Democratic president. We have a Democratic Senate. It's easy for, you know, our love language is anxiety in the Democratic <laughs> Party. Um, but I do think it's, a, it's important for us just to take a step back and say, OK, what, what can we do better? Because we really are trying to make our country fairer and more prosperous and more just. And now our job is to do the hard work to make that to make that happen. I think that was the most important segment on TV, on, on cable news TV yesterday. If you are a progressive, I think that was the most important message, the most important statement, the most important analysis that we need to, uh, that we need to take heed of. Now, look. Everything that he said are the things that I, I try to do. But hearing it from him in the coherent manner in which he points that out, uh, I think it's better. It's, I don't think I've heard it in such a well-defined manner in one place before. So, uh, Guy Cecil, thank you. And trust that I have learned a, a few tactics from what you've said. Anyhow, Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for your super chat. Anybody else want to join Bridge MCP with that super chat? It is time for me to start saying, oh, let me first read a few things beforehand. Uh, let's see what we got here. Just wait until <laughs> Paul Fleming has a very important note. It's true. 
Just wait until Texas utility companies fail to keep you cool in the summer. You beg to be, you'll beg to put on, be put on the national grid. I don't doubt that. Don, Tim Donahue says, it's time for regulations to allow public banking. It works exceptionally well in North Dakota and, feel, and yields returns to the people of North Dakota. Union cities, anyone can do it if government doesn't protect banks. I am so happy you brought that up. We had that discussion at Netroots many times about public bank banking. And then Miss Brown, who's one of the big proponents of public banking, I don't remember her first name right now, also taught about, uh, again, North Dakota, a red state, it having public banking, what Mike Cisak would call socialized banking. They're all the state's monies, etc. It's in this bank. Uh, and again, so therefore, the profits from this bank goes right into the coffers of people who actually, it doesn't go into the coffers of external, external owners who don't produce for, this, for, the, for the state. They just take, 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 take. You're absolutely right, Tim. Thank you for bringing that up. All right, what else we got here? Paul Fleming says, when DeSantis became governor, there were only 2,217 teacher vacancies. Now there are over 5,000. Keep you and your children dumb is their goal. The goal is you have an intelligent population. I was talking to, I think it was Tori Mercer, my, uh, my engineer at KPFT for Mondays. And he said, you know, Egberto, democracy, I think, it was, I think it was Tori who said it. Democracy doesn't work everywhere. And I told him, you know, I understand that. You have to have a certain level of education to support democracy. And you guys have heard me give the, the, the corn example about the bushel of corns and how much you have to hold back from not eating for growing, etc. All right, Daniel Lado, I won't read that one. Uh, Doomsday, Mike says, if you want to know what Democrats have in store for you, just look at Native Indian Reservation. Why would you want to say that? Native Indian Reservation, well, you know the history of that. Just learn the history, then you won't make a statement like that. Uh, Paul Fleming says, Eric will vote for George Santos for president. Oh, I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. Anyway, it is time for my ask. Folks, please remember that this is a program that is supported solely by you, and I'd like to ask you so kindly to support our program. How can you support our program? You can support our program. Firstly, uh, if you want to uh, provide a contribution, either one time or monthly, go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. If you want to become a Patreon, Patreon spell P, by the way, you go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube if you're on YouTube right now. Just go ahead and push that join button. Please consider becoming a supporter of Politics and Right by becoming a member of our PDR Posse on YouTube. Uh, or if, you, if you're not on YouTube, you can still be a part of the Posse on YouTube by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can do the same. You can become a part of our Facebook group and uh, supporter by going to politicsandright.com slash Facebook. And you can shop at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. But again, to find all the places where we have links to whatever form you are able to support us at, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Look, we can't do this without you. We could not have this program without you. Uh, unlike just about any program, internet, online, or on air, I guarantee you one thing. You're an integral part 
of this program. And that's why I ask you to support this program. You have the safe power and you know that you have the truth. And if at any time I falter with the information, I have no problem in real time asking, first of all, apologizing if I get it wrong. And secondly, also making it right. Because that's the difference here. You have input and we have a, we, we want to make sure to solely put out the truth, solely enlighten, solely make everyone know that they are seen, they are listened to, and we can get your info out there. Thank you for all that information, E2247. Anyway, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto. Wait, first of all, let me put that link in there again. Please support the show. Please support the show. Politicsandright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.